right. Welcome to another episode of the Onward and Upward podcast. We are glad that you are here joining us today. Yeah. Ben, episode number five. Yeah, and, I feel uh, like we're just getting in our groove. Yeah, right? And yeah. it's been it's been a little while since it's been just you and I. Um, about two months, actually. Yeah. And so this feels kind of nice. We, we've enjoyed some awesome guests, including my own brother. Yeah. We had Jonathan Barnhart on yeah. here with us. Mm-hmm. We also had Rob Schwab. And so we have some awesome guests coming up. We're not going to spill the beans nope. on that. Um, but we do have some some awesome, awesome guests on the docket to join us here in the near future. But I, you know, I just wanted to do, I just wanted to do an episode with you. Yeah. And, and I think uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun when you can dig, dig into some of the topics we're going to dig in today. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, I know that there's individuals that would be great for an additional guest, but sometimes, you know, it's just good to, uh, dig in just you and I, I, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so, um, I was at general council, which, right. um, is the gathering of all the Alliance official workers, pastors, and so on. And, uh, international workers and all of that right. coming together. Um, that happens every other year. And there is some, you know, business to tend to as far as voting and, um, and things like that. But one of my favorite pieces of it, and so this was my first time actually getting to go in person. I've observed multiple councils um, online mm-hmm. as an official worker. This was my first one at getting to be there in person. And it was, uh, I was just struck by how amazing it is to see the body that God has called to lead and to minister and to pastor and to reach and teach and preach all coming together in one place. And uh, it reminded me, like, so we're called to uh, herd the sheep, if you will, as a shepherd, right? right? Yep. But we're a sheep ourself, right? Uh, ourselves. And so, like, I, I was just struck by that, how, like, we got a bunch of sheep that have been called to lead sheep, but also we are under the authority and being led by the great shepherd, by God himself. And, and um, yeah, it was just amazing. And our subject today is abiding over striving. This is one right. of our core values of our worship ministry here um, at Faith Alliance Church that you are heavily involved in and you part bet. of the leadership team for that. Um, and Spencer Sweeting, pastor over at um, the Alliance Church in Colorado Springs, right. um, on Wednesday night last week, this was his, his sermon, is the idea of abiding in Christ first. And uh, so I'm looking forward to, to tackling this with you to discuss it and get your thoughts on it, um, because this is something that gets glossed over really easy, especially in our fast-paced world. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's worth it's worth talking about. Yeah, you know, I, I would assume um, because I'm not a full-time minister like like you are, um, I can't speak necessarily from experience, but I would assume that going to uh, a big conference like that and, and being poured into instead mm-hmm. of having to be in a position where you're giving all the time, which right. is your, your normal venue. It's got to be refreshing. It's got to be good. And then it combine is. that with, with a, a topic like, Hey, spend time with God, abide in his presence. Let that be your source of life and strength and, right. and not, uh, not some of these other things that striving from within yourself. And, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm assuming it was well received. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome worshiping. Um, the worship was amazing. We had different guests, CC, yep. um, uh, Andrew Peterson, Aaron Schust, just amazing artists, amazing talent, um, but their heart for God was the most evident thing. And right. I think that's that's one of the coolest pieces of it is when someone has that crazy amount of talent and the thing that you see beyond the talent is their love for God, 
uh, a testament to who they are as people. Um, I got to see some of my my friends, Aaron and Nikki Peterson, who Nikki was the worship director at Living Rock Church when I was the youth pastor there, yep. and she was there long before I was there, and uh, was great catching up with them and their crazy talent, right? You want to, <laughs> we want to talk a, yeah. a musical talent, Aaron and uh, Nikki Peterson just they always just blow me away. And so it's fun to see a, you know, a husband wife duo up there on, on the stage doing their thing. And, um, a yeah, little, little glimpse of heaven to come. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way God gifts people and, yeah. and not all in the same way. And he gifts us all in unique ways and to see someone really f- pressing fully into their gift and, and for God to be using them in such amazing ways. It was so cool. So cool. And, right. uh, you know me, I love, I love music. And so when I see someone, um, just with the crazy gift of being able to sing just beautifully. And, uh, well, yeah, anything, anything just, done at that away. high level of excellence is attractive and good. Right. And, uh, but you combine that with the fact that they're, they're worshiping and they're, they're leading a congregation yeah. in uh, the presence of God. That's, that's can't get much better than that. So, yeah. Oh, very um, good. well, as always, we want to start a podcast with reminding ourselves yeah. and everyone why we exist Keep on task. Right. And so, um, again, moving um, onward and moving upward, right? Onward and upward podcast. We want you to move onward in your daily walk. We want you to move upward in your relationship with Christ. That's Absolutely. our hope. That's our goal. That's what we drive at with every episode is uh, we present different topics, to dis- uh, discuss different things. But in the end, what we're driving towards, that point in the future, uh, what we're driving at is f- to move onward, to move upward in our daily walk and our relationship with Christ. And it can be difficult, um, different weeks. I know last week there was a couple days where I was struggling to put <laughs> another foot in front of the other. I bet. Um, in part, because I was exhausted. Yeah. Uh, council was awesome, um, but it was early in the morning till way late yep. at night. They cram a lot into those conferences. get up and go again. It was yeah. like the practical uh, piece of having energy to put another foot in front <laughs> of the other. I was like, oh, all right. Um, so we, we run into it all the time, but if you would read that passage for us, please. Yeah. Once again, it's uh, Philippians chapter three, uh, verses 12 through 16. And it says, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, Hmm. but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own brothers. I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press Mm. on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Mm. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Mm. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. That's so awesome and so beautiful. Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Yeah, very good. Um, You know, you and I discussed at length of what piece of scripture do we want to really be the identity of this podcast? And I I still, you know how sometimes you pick something and then you go a little ways later and you're like, well, actually, this one is really good over here. Maybe we should have picked this one. I haven't had that feeling at all. Not even one time. Did I come across another piece of scripture that I was reading or studying and gone, oh, maybe we should have picked this one. Um, Philippians well, kinda, 3, yeah, 12 through like 16, just... Paul's, Paul's speaking for Christ. Hey, come up out of the mire. Yeah. Get your get your gaze off yeah. of the everyday and understand yeah. what the, the, the really big purpose of this is, and that is really pursuing him, 
come upward. Yeah, you know, get get out of that and and uh, pers- pursue him and, and move forward totally. with the call. Yeah. Well, and you know me, I love I love taking action. Actions. A big deal um, for again, you. the subject we're talking about, I struggle with it sometimes because mm-hmm. I love striving. Striving is is very easy for me. Abiding is a lot harder mm-hmm. to go. That needs to happen first. But we'll get to it. I don't want to. I don't want to rush it too hard. Um, but I think there is something to um, getting it right, getting abiding first, striving second. It's so easily for me personally, I, I struggle with that hardcore. Um, but that is part of the identity of this podcast is wanting to take action, wanting to move right. and not be stagnant, not be still, unless it's being still in, in God's presence, of course, right? Um, but so often we get stuck in the mud or the mire, as you said. Yeah. And uh, to be to be moving towards Christ, to be walking towards Him and, and tackling this life the best we can, but with His courage, His power, His might. Um, yeah, as always, we want to start with something fun, all right? So today we're going to, I'm going to throw some different questions at you. Uh, of course, you can throw questions <laughs> at me. Yeah. Um, the first one I have for you, we talked about it last um uh, last time we were going to do a podcast, we decided not to not to bring it up. But simple question, uh, maybe yucky to some, I think uh, still appropriate. Um, what finger do you use to pick your nose? Well, it kind of depends, right? You know, but but I think overall you cannot beat. Have you ever really thought about this you cannot, before you answer? No, I, I, I had answer, to think about it. Have you ever actually thought <laughs> about it? So I came, I, I came question, across, no. yeah, I came across this, and I was like. Man, what, what what finger do I use? <laughs> and as I thought yeah. about it, you know, watching others, <laughs> I know it sounds really creepy, but just sit back. Sometime people pick their noses, okay? Absolutely. And uh, some do it real discreet, like mm-hmm. some do the, mm-hmm. you know, just the we're just we're touching the face and right and done. Um, some people like they just dig in there. Some people use their pinkies. Oh yeah, I have seen thumbs. Oh yeah. I've seen knuckles. What What do you... All right, go ahead. Well, so g- given the context where nobody's around and I just want to get something done, right? <laughs> so you were just talking about trying to be discreet. So if we want to be effective, you just cannot beat... Oh my goodness. ...the pinky. You just go all in. You just, you just can't beat You just get it in the there pinky. and get it done. Yeah. Now, I will say this. If if you're trying to be discreet, there's all kinds of ways. And you you show, show you know, a well, few of those things. Well, it's making me like self-conscious you know, of my oh, yeah. nose right now as we talk yeah, about it. Like, I like... Is it hanging? Uh, yeah, yeah, my nose itches just instinctively now. hanging? What? Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's my... I, I guess that's my simple answer. But uh, the uh, funny thing is, thinking about this, is that there's some of these things uh, that, you know, we, we laugh about a lot, obviously. Mm-hmm. Passing gas is one of the things, you know, oh, farting. Belging, okay. you know, the, the mm-hmm. whole thing. there's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of things that, that every person on the planet has to deal with. And yep. yet we still act find, like it doesn't happen. Yeah. Or oh, try to cover it up or, or, or try to make sure that we're not embarrassed about stuff. Now, obviously we don't want to be uncouth and we, you know, well, if you, if you're listening but, to this podcast right now and you don't pick your nose, you have to message us. Well, you, you have got to comment. a message. Yeah. You have to message the podcast, please. Cause <laughs> it would, it would surprise me. Beyond belief. Well, they if just someone must have, yeah. doesn't ever pick their nose ever. And I'm not saying blowing your nose. If you're yeah. somebody that has never picked your nose, meaning you always get a tissue or something like that, you you have to message us because you're 
you're unique and you need to be on the podcast just simply for that reason. So I will say this. So I'm, I'm in the, my, my job is in the agriculture industry. So you're on dust a lot, right? Yes. And so there's just, there's some boogers that are cemented in there. You got and it. There's, you, I don't care how hard you're going to blow with it. Yeah. You know, it's just not going to happen. You got to you go gotta, man it in. You got to go man it in. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Which, which pet is better? Cat yeah, or dog? All right. So this, this is my thing about this. So I enjoy dogs better, right? Uh, mostly because they're more relational in mm, general, right? Yep. But having said that, my parents have these two young animals. They got a young, young puppy and a, yeah. and a kitten. Now, granted, it's been about a year, so they're, they're older now. But that cat is awesome. Mm. Loves to hang out with you and stuff. And uh, in fact, if you're outside and you get called the cat, he'll come run her over. He just, you know, she just wants to hang out and right. have fun. So there are those certain individuals that can win me over. I'm going to put it that way. Mm-hmm. And and my, my daughter's going to be disappointed because she loves cats. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, if I was to choose, got to love the dog. Yeah, so I kind of look at it, and maybe this is a more negative way to look at it, but which one which one causes more work? Well, that's true. And I think I think we'd have to agree dogs are far more work Way more than work. cats. Yeah. However... Um, we did talk about this on a different podcast, right? Is <clears throat> we are God to dogs, right? Well, that's true. Um, in a lot of ways, in, in the sense of how they, they'll worship their their human, right? They'll do anything you ask. Most dogs, some dogs will just do whatever they want. But on average, right? Yeah. Simply put, a, dog, a, dog, a yeah. dog worships the human. Cats, on the other hand, believe they are are the deity <laughs> in this scenario and yeah. the humans are to worship them well you know and to that point i love dogs far more oh, because yeah. because you can have relationship with that dog whereas a cat well i don't i don't see it very often because they they're the ones that are always doing the come hither you you come to me i can't tell you how many times our cat yeah. will meow wanting to be pet but then stand four feet away from you yeah like, and roll come. on the ground and want you to come pet but will not come. I'm like, George, come here. I'll pet you. I, I will. I'm yeah. sitting in the chair. I'll come pet you or jump up on my, I'll come pet you. Yeah. And he'll just sit there. But if you move towards him, then all of a sudden he's like, oh, he's purring. He wants it. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he won't, right? It's yeah. like, no, no, no. He's like, mm, you're going to come pet me. Whatever. I like, overall, I think a dog makes a way better pet, but they are yeah. way more work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they need more care and things like that. Cats, I mean, shoot, Tesha and I were gone all last week and our cats were just fine. Yeah. You may have a good litter box that's big. They didn't tear the house apart. Yeah, we've got know? that water and food yep. scenario where yep. the big jug, you know. They so, just take care of shoot, themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like we came home and nothing really changed for them. Um, whereas the dog obviously ain't going to work that way. But yeah. again, you get out of what you put in, Absolutely. right? And so... Cats, there's not much you need to put in for a cat, and so there's not much you get out personally. And I don't if you get have much a super, cats. yeah, and if you have a super friendly cat that isn't a a, a pill and yeah. getting into stuff, you know, oh, unique, yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But dogs, they do need more work, yeah. but you put in a good deal and you you get a lot out. So, yeah, I, I, all right, I can't believe we took five ten minutes to to talk well, about that one, but it's it's first pets on are the list. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Do you got one for me? Okay, here's 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 one that I. Knowing a little bit about yeah. your your uh, thoughts on food, I'm, I'm mm. curious. McDonald's is the best fast food restaurant. Agree or disagree? No, 100% disagree. Okay. So what, what if disagree. I was to narrow down to the fries? Arby's still gets better fries. You like fries? Oh, yeah, the curlies. Good. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. A, that's that's true. a highly debated topic, but yeah. the curly fries, 
Um, now we're, we don't even have access to like in and out Burger and different things like that, right? So that's California. I have had that before. It's been a long time, so I can barely remember. Um, I remember enjoying it um, to do a comparison. I really can't. No, and you know, McDonald's, they got the fresh beef, which I thought yeah. was good. And they do, the burgers do taste better. You know, a double quarter pounder is kind of the, my jam. That's what I go for when I go there. Yep. Um, but burger-wise, I've always enjoyed um, Wendy's for burgers you as bet. far as fast food. Um, you know, Five Guys isn't a fast food restaurant, but they've Not got great technically. burgers. Yeah. I know a lot of people that think In-N-Out burgers are better than Five Guys burgers. Which I didn't really, again, I haven't had In-N-Out in a long time. Very much, so. yeah. So I, I definitely have only had In-N-Out a few times when I've been mm-hmm. in California, but uh, super good. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. So, But you know me, I, I, I enjoy food in general. Yeah, so this could I, turn I into a food a, podcast yeah, exactly. really quick. But it, okay, you cannot sleep on one sandwich at this, this fast food place. So there's this one sandwich that I have discovered. Okay. Um, so when we were down in Tennessee, yep. Um, this is a long way of getting to, to my point. We'll get there. Yeah, why not? Um, when we're down in Tennessee, right, there's three things I wanted food-wise. I wanted a very unique, right, you're in Nashville, Tennessee. Right. A very, uh, you know, diverse, cultured area. And um, I wanted a very unique restaurant. So we went to this place. It's Asian street tacos. Ooh. Or Asian street food, sorry. Asian yeah. street food. And um, it was super good. Um, the the waiter, he, he basically described their food menu um, choices as like Pan Am, Asian fusion type of stuff. And it was, it was like way good, way good. If anyone's in Nashville listening to this podcast and you haven't (laughs) been there before, I think it's Hawkins Asian street food. Um, Amazing. Really good. Um, Had soup dumplings, uh, chow mein, and um, they did a pork belly hash that was out of this world good. And and I say that because every time I get pork belly somewhere, and when I say that, a lot of people that are listening right now are like, you, you <laughs> pork belly. If you cook it right, it is one of the tastiest pieces of meat that you can pop in your mouth Absolutely. without spending crazy amount of money. I'm telling you, if you get a really good piece of pork belly that's mm-hmm. been cooked really well, and the fat's really, really rendered, yep. it's got not chewy, it. it's juicy, it's got a little crackling yep. to it, yep. it is divine d vine and they they nailed it um the other place um that i wanted to go um was a hot chicken place you've got to go to a hot chicken place when you're down in nashville tennessee and then i want to go to a barbecue place absolutely so i went to martin's b barbecue okay and phenomenal um and you know me i love i I smoke a lot of different meats i i take great pride in my ability to barbecue yep um, I watched several individuals, including Mad Scientist Barbecue, um, um, Yoder, uh, Jeremy Yoder yep. is the host of that that YouTube channel. If you get a chance, go check him out. He's really good. Um, I love watching his videos. And so I love barbecue. That was phenomenal. But Hattie B's chicken. Mm-hmm. Go to Hattie B's. Anytime you're in Nashville, you got to go to Hattie B's. Their chicken is phenomenal, and they do hot chicken. And so they've got just Hattie B chicken, which is like hardly any spice. And it's not just chicken wings. We're talking no, no, everything. Totally right. Oh yeah, yeah, you can get half a chicken. You can get you can get white meat, which is like breast or yep. a wing quarter. You can get dark meat, which would be the legs and thighs and stuff like that. Um, you can get chicken tenders, but they're hot chicken sandwich. And then you can choose your spice um, 
from like nothing to mild to hot to really hot to like uh, I can't remember it basically like barn burner or something like that. It just like it'll it'll rip your face off, right? <laughs> and so I got their hot chicken sandwich, really good, like really good, super juicy, very not hot. just about the heat, very hot, but good there was flavor. a sweet essence to yep. their heat. Um, really enjoyed it, like phenomenal. Um, and as as I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, this is really good. But I remember going to Burger King, <laughs> and Burger King has a hot chicken yeah. sandwich. And I, it's Hattie B's was very good, still better than Burger King, but people are sleeping on the chicken sandwich at Burger King. So I've had it. It's really good. The, the spicy chicken. Surprisingly good. The, and then not grilled chicken. No, yeah. no, 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 no. If you're going to go eat bar- at Burger King, you're not going there to be healthy. So like right. the fact that well, whatever. I will tell you, it's been hard to find fast food restaurants now with grilled chicken. I don't yeah. know, and it's not that they don't Which have I it think, on the menu, but I think it's yeah. they're having a hard time sourcing it. But, but they're but they're they're chicken fried fried chicken and get the spicy. I mean, well, I had I, it once. And I was like, "You got to be kidding me! This is the chicken's really good, juicy, super crispy. Whatever people are sleeping on it. Burger King. Um, I don't love Burger King as a whole. Their fries are meh. Um, not bad, not great. Their chicken." It's all about their Impossible Whopper now, right? It's just a, exactly. a vegetable Whopper, and everyone knows about their Whopper and everything else, and the, the bacon and all that. Chicken sandwich is their best sandwich on their menu. Agree or disagree? Agreed. 100%. It's that good. But you, but you gotta like spicy. Agree. If you don't like spicy, it's not. Is but I had the non-spicy and it was still really good. What is it? Is it good? You yeah. can just do the regular fried chicken. And That's true. Without doing the the spice and it, they just dip it, you know, in their yeah, sauce. But their spice is really good. Their spice, the the hot, yeah, the hot chicken is so, really good. So to this there. day, so one of my favorite, not as good as Hattie B, who yeah. does it, you know, Nashville, well, Tennessee yeah, style, gonna, right? That's yeah. their thing. But Burger King, people are sleeping on it. And that one we can get in town. So, well, right, it's like right down the street. I'm just telling people, you're you're sleeping if you haven't gotten on it, get it. <laughs> Delicious. You bet. You got one more for me? Yeah. So here's, here's uh, as I'm looking at my smartphone, uh, smartphones make us stupid. Agree or disagree? <laughs> oh, man, why you got to ask me a question like that? We're going to make <laughs> someone mad here. Uh, you just had to be controversial, didn't you? Well, um, I'm looking at my smartphone while I'm asking you the question. So. <laughs> and I am looking at a computer, which is yeah, uh, just a bigger version. Um, hmm. Smartphones make you dumb. Agree or disagree? That's the question. Yeah. I. Uh, I think. Man, you. Just, if I have to be honest. It, it, yeah, I guess. I do guess. You, do you use it as a crutch? That that's where my mind goes. Is yeah. I think I see more people rather than like opening a book and having to search through and. And like learn the longhand way, mm-hmm. and can just go to Google and just like bop, figure it out. Um, that's what I'm thinking of. Is clearly that that is definitely. I mean, Google has shaped the way we try to find information, um, right? Like that was it still is, right? Well, if you can't find something, what do you do? You Google, Google it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Which so you that can... it's changed that, and that I mean, the smartphone is just the conduit. It's a, it's a platform, that. right? And Google has their own smartphone, the Pixel, right? Pixel 5, I think, is the latest mm-hmm. one out still. Um, 
the only pushback, and maybe you you want to push back on it too, is yep. for me, smartphones have given me access to information. So I've actually been, I would assume, absorbing more information because I have a smartphone and have access to it and and do act I do access it. I think that that gaining of knowledge and then match it with action and understanding because knowledge on its own doesn't make you smart. It just makes you know a lot of things, right? Understanding the knowledge and acting yep. on it, right, is what brings intelligence. Um, in that sense, I think I'm a lot smarter because of the smartphone. But but you need to use it responsibly and, and, and have to remember knowledge on its own is just knowledge. It's just knowing things. It doesn't mean a whole lot without understanding and action. So to me, there's a lot of things that I intentionally don't memorize because I don't have to, mm -hmm. how to do certain things, obviously calendar schedule mm -hmm. stuff, right? You know, you right. just don't have to worry about that. Now, whether that that's on a device or an account, it doesn't really yeah. matter. It's just a tool, yeah. right? I would say it this way. I, th I think in general, smartphones and access to the amount of information that we have right now mm -hmm. has allowed us to know a little bit about a lot of things, mm. a lot of things. Yeah. We know more of a, a broader spectrum of information and topics than uh, previous generations right. do because of the access. To and it. again, the access. Right. Yeah. Right. But unless we're interested in something and I fall into this too, I don't, I don't learn things to the depth of mm. what I should yeah, necessarily true. on certain true. individual topics. Cause I don't have to, I can just access it again and reread it again, look at it again. Well, true. So maybe the so, memorization of things, the, the long-term memory of things aren't as strong right. because of the ease of access. So this is in some ways is a, I know uh, I'm external. The, I'm the more godly person. I've got an exactly actual Bible in front exactly. of me. Exactly. <laughs> this is external uh, memory device for your brain. <laughs> for those of you that are just listening to the podcast, not watching it, Ben was holding up his phone. That's right. While I have a paper, uh, some people bound. Don't, some people don't know that these actually exist. Yeah. Ink but, on page. But paper Bibles still <laughs> exist. Um, and I say yeah. that with a lot of sarcasm because I myself use my YouVersion Bible app. All the time, and right. I love it to death, and it's a huge and amazing resource. But I think what we're getting at in this seemingly turning to be more of a serious topic is is responsibility in using your technology, and yeah. uh, it can it can be a benefit as long as you allow it to be a benefit based on how you use it. So to bring this thing all full circle, yeah. I will tell you, I do I did think, not anticipate this turning serious. But but, but here's the I do think there are people walking around, yeah, Sydney, Montana whatever hometown you're at right now yeah. that are less intelligent because of a smartphone. Because of a smartphone. Yeah. Well, those of you that are listening, it's a, um, a great, great point to evaluate and yeah. uh, discern whether or not the smartphone is really helping you or if it's, or if it's hurting. Cause it could be, it could, it definitely can be a, a negative and hurt you as we're about to go into our current event right. here. Exactly. And digital generations. Uh, Norton came out with an article here on the screen. Pop that up on the screen there for you. Norton just came out with an article that I think is incredibly insightful. Um, the title of it is Di Digital Generations, the Technology Gap Between Seniors, Parents, and Kids. Um, 
And it says right there in the first paragraph, there's no sugarcoating the truth <laughs> that different generations interact with technology differently. Um, what an amazing and direct statement that yeah. we all know, yet somehow forget when it comes to interacting with different generations. Um, and so, so got, got there's a, a lot here. There's 15 pages here. Yeah, we're not going to cover it all. But, no. But definitely, and I, I think you'll probably throw the, the link in the uh, description mm -hmm. uh, the, that you guys can access. I sure but will. But it's good information to, to uh, review, especially if you're mm -hmm. in a position where you're dealing with technology, whether it be at work or for other reasons, and yeah. you're dealing with multiple generations because yeah. it will give you some insight and in how to uh, navigate that. So I got a funny story. So I was talking with a, a, a co-worker of mine, a friend of mine, and uh, she, she was detailing their, their trip. They went down and got a horse trailer and did some stuff, uh, uh, I think down in Utah, Nevada. I don't know. Anyway, she traveled, and uh, she was describing one of their interactions they had with uh, her husband's uh, relative who was 89 mm. years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lives in, in uh, um, Gig Harbor area, and she needed to get to a certain government agency's right. building there to get some things done and uh, without having to go into too much detail. They were trying to get to this building at a certain time. Right. You know, and they had to find the building. Well, he thought he knew where where it was and they were gonna go there. Well, of course, she's sitting there on her smartphone. Yep. Turn by turn. Yep. And 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 they're having quite the um I won't say altercation, but it sounds like that, you know, he just was not wanting to submit to the help <laughs> of technology to get to this place. Now they made it there in time and all that, but right. where what he thought was supposed to be the location was not the location. Oh man. You know, and so Understanding how that, you know, an 89-year-old is going to perceive that mm -hmm. kind of a help and how you and I or yeah. somebody younger is going to perceive it is, is a big deal. Well, and just as we were talking about in our previous section, right, it can become a crutch where yep. we don't have any sense of direction. Why? Because all we have ever done is just plug it into our phone and listen to a computer, right. an right. AI device, tell us where to go. Yeah, That's been programmed and says... When uh, you plug this address in and you're at this location, you need to get over here. This is what you're going to do. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think in some ways that's an instance where it, more access. So we're able to find places easier. Right. But the ease of it has actually resulted in the decline of our ability to read maps, maybe, to to memorize and know directions like when oh, I'm just, driving I instinctively know I'm going north right. why because of where the sun is where it's either rising yeah. or setting You're and just my aware. surroundings right yeah that that probably is probably less um, it's a problem but yeah so like um, it continues on there's uh, for a sweet comparison just consider how it used to be the norm to knock on a on a neighbor's door mm -hmm. to borrow a cup of sugar and your grandparents still might do this nowadays we can have an entire bag of sugar yeah I, you would I never do have done that yeah <laughs> totally have done this delivered to our doorsteps within a few clicks on a grocery delivery app in fact our grocery store in town Reynolds does this yep 100% that you can have groceries and People might be listening going, what? what? Really? Yeah. Our own grocery store, who fantastic. Reynolds is great. IGA is great. Um, Reynolds will deliver groceries right to your door um, just by going to their website, ordering. And it'll a lot of times, if you order in time, it'll be same day. Yeah. Uh, if you live in cities that have an Amazon warehouse, you will get same day shipping. Mm -hmm. Right? We out here... Um, prior to COVID, enjoyed. Wait, wait. We don't have an Amazon warehouse. We don't have an Amazon warehouse in Sydney, Montana. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, no. Um, right, but 
we we enjoyed prior to COVID two day shipping, which was phenomenal and, Pretty and crazy. loved it. And yeah. um, and my brother who lives in the city, he enjoys same day shipping. Exactly. There was one time I was playing Xbox with him. His mic broke, and went on Amazon, ordered the mic. In two hours, it showed up at his door. Plug he had in. a new mic, and away we went. <laughs> That's awesome. He never had to leave his house. Now, I'm not saying that that's the greatest way to go about for everything. No. But it has changed, right? And so the article continues. Nowadays, we can have an entire bag of sugar delivered in a few clicks. Tech savviness isn't necessarily something that runs in the family. To some degree, it's actually something we're born into. And that's where, you know, as I scroll through this article, it has different uh, labels. So you have silent traditionalists born between 1925 and 1945. Right. You have baby boomers, 45 to 65, Gen X, 65 to 80, millennials, 80 to 95, um, which I think you you fall into barely, right? So, so I'm, a, I'm in 78. Yeah. Okay. Right? So you're right on that. You're that bridge generation right. between Gen right. X and millennials. So, Brielle, my wife, is mm-hmm. was born in 1980. So yeah, and so you have or excuse you, me, 79. They kind of my, my so my wife was born in 79. My brother was born in 80. Yeah, and so we got this interesting. Uh, and yet we all have real similar. Yeah, so they talk about how so your silent traditionalists, your baby boomers, and your Gen Xers all had to move into the digital age. They weren't born into it. Right. They moved into it, and so Gen X and millennial, you're right in between that. Whereas they would consider millennials, Gen Z, and Gen Alpha, which is the kids being born between 2010 and present day, are all digital natives, which means we were born, myself included, born into technology, into computers. And I can 100% say that's completely true. I grew up, my dad was an IT guy. um, Sure. IT director for a long time, and so um, we we definitely had computers. And I I remember on on a little Microsoft computer, MS DOS mode, right? So we don't have yep. the fancy back then. Didn't have the fancy um, screens. Yeah, where you stuff. boot up and you get to this beautiful desktop where you just click on whatever you want. No, you yeah, had to too. actually put in the the sources of where you wanted to go and 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 stuff like that. If you wanted to launch a game, right, you had to go through the files to yep. go get that game. Um, but even there, still. Technology. I was born in technology. Yeah. I do, however, remember rotary phones. There you go. A lot of people assume, simply because of my age, that I don't know what a rotary phone is. I do know what a rotary phone is. We had two of them in our house growing up. And that's, uh, you know, that beautiful thing of trying to put the number in. You, exactly. You spin right in, spot. And then you get like six numbers in, and then you screw up one number, and you have to hang it up and then start all over. Um but I just found this article incredibly insightful. Um, you can go on to the Norton website, norton.com, or again, you can go to cpyu.org. They have great resources there. And just um, was enlightening to me of, of where we're at generationally and how, to me, I think the most important thing, myself, who is a digital native, can actually interact with those that aren't digital natives and maybe communicate better right? Connect with the older generations that yeah. were brought into it rather than born into it and, um, and learn, grow. Um, it's amazing to watch my kids, you know, it's techno- managing technology, phones, computers, mm-hmm. whatever, primarily phones and tablets and those kind of things. So, yeah. I mean, they, they, they don't spend a lot of time at computer in totally. school, but, uh, it's a lot of it's second nature. Now there's combination of their exposure to it at a very young age mm-hmm. and, and using it nonstop, but also, the advancement in uh, the platforms and the uh, the interfaces that yeah. um, our technology companies have done. Now, some of that's 
obviously to our benefit and some of it's maybe over right. not, but it's a whole different discussion. But so to kind of flip the tables on this a little bit. So we're talking about digital. One of the things that I was thinking about my granddad on my dad's side was, uh, you know, he, he was definitely in the silent traditionalist camp, uh, mm -hmm. passed away here quite a, quite a few years ago. But uh, I was thinking about, and really both my grand, my granddad's, all the technology that they saw and they understood in the, the length of their lifetimes was crazy. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, my, my one granddad was born in 19, I think 14, 17, anyways, in the teens, right? Yeah. So he saw huge amounts of, of stuff and he was 97 years yeah, old when he passed away. big leaps forward. So, yeah, yeah, just huge differences in, on how you yeah. even just approach the day's work tasks. Yep. I mean, he grew up working in the logging industry in the, the Pacific Northwest. Yep. Running around like you know, just all the normal stuff. And they were still using, I think in some cases, you know, some steam powered mm. stuff way back then. And so, and, and those guys were able to adapt and understand right. all of those right. different forms of technology all the way yep. through. Well, we're just resetting the clock now. Yeah. Right. You know, a kid like my son, you know, he's, he's understanding stuff as he's growing and he's, totally. by the time he's, you know, in his nineties, think of all the advancement he's going to be able to see. So yeah, right? it's nothing different. It's just that now we've moved on from an analog perspective to more of a digital perspective. Yeah, do you ever feel like things are going to like stall out a little bit? We've had such a steep incline of technology and advancement. There's times that I wonder, I'm like, can we really keep up this pace? Like we're on this exponential curve. At one point, does it stop being exponential and just become linear or even decline? Uh, and maybe it won't. But I've, I've thought about that at different times. Like, can we really keep up this pace? Like we're on an incredible pace of advancement and learning and growing and technology. Um, it just, yeah, something I thought about one of the uh, statistics that they brought forward. So you're silent traditionalists. So right, right. now they're 96 to 76 years old. 63% of them use computers. Um, and a lot of them install antivirus to avoid malware. Of course, this is a Norton, sure. uh, article so they've got to have that in there right yeah. um 60 prefer emails that's a big number 60 percent. that's that's a large portion where if you go any younger in generations i think that number is really small that they prefer email right that doesn't that's not 60 percent. say they use email that's 60 percent of 76 to 96 year olds saying they prefer email as their main way to communicate I think if you go even one generation younger, that number plummets, like plummets Agreed. hard. Yeah. Um, and I think if you get into, you know, my generation, millennial generation, or go even um, younger than that, go to Gen Z, I think, I think you're seeing that number like minuscule that people prefer emails. Um, and they actually, Norton points out that um, the largest way for scammers to move is through email absolutely um so that's interesting too but i don't know do you have any other thoughts on this it's just well it's crazy to me the one thing i guess i'll i'll, I'll make this statement uh, or this observation that i would like to get your feedback on it one of the things that <clears throat> i think is happening and i'm watching my my daughter and to some extent my son do this is that um with today's technology they can video call and have fun with friends or relatives yeah on their tablet or their oh, phone yeah. or whatever you can and connect all over the world now. Yeah, you, know, you, you know, they can text and, yep. and they can, you know, you can do Instagram and all these other, you know, Marco Polo. There's a lot of different platforms that we have to, sh to send little bits of information. But totally, uh, it has been kind of fun to, to watch and think about the fact that uh, my daughter, who lives in the city of Montana, not exactly, 
Yeah, the metropolis. Oh, yeah, there's not of a lot of people US. that you know, and, mm-hmm. and she has friends that she'd like to spend time with, but sometimes you know, schedules and uh, weather and other things means that she can't. But you know, she's been spending time with her first cousin who's in in Laurel, right? And having lots of fun. Yeah, and they're going to have a better relationship because of technology yep. that they otherwise wouldn't have. Yep, and that's using and technology it's, responsibly. And it's not necessarily texting. It's not. Yeah, it's not words. It's actual that the and somewhat like we were talking last podcast right. and that is right. the, the face-to-face versus shoulder-to-shoulder she's a girl they love to play face-to-face that's a perfect platform for that and agreed. they do a good job yeah agreed it's yeah good. um i actually this isn't part of our current event time but i just saw uh an article or a post this morning that uh apple facetime is coming to android oh really yeah so at this point right on android if you wanted to video call you could use the prehistoric App right. Skype, if you wanted to, yeah, yeah. which that's fallen so far behind, it's not even funny. Yeah. Uh, Zoom has flown forward, but that's not really a one-on-one app that people use. Typically, not as that's effective. more of a, a meeting, a right. group. Right. You know, um, it's it's been Duo, Google. You know, Google. Right. Google owns Android, um, and so they bought Android, and so you know you have Duo, and so that's a great app, and it works really well. But if you're trying to connect with someone on the iPhone. Right, you have to download the, the the Apple user has to download a Google app onto Apple, and the Google user, the Android user, never has been able to download the FaceTime app, the Apple app, onto their Android device, and that's changing, which I thought was really interesting, um, because there's been many times I wanted to video chat with someone with an with an iPhone with an Apple device, and you can't unless they download the Google device, and most Apple users are with Apple because they don't want the Google right. apps. Um, with that said, though, it is a surprising amount of people that I have found that have <laughs> a lot of Google apps on their Apple yeah, phones, just... yet don't have the only video chatting app that Google offers. Um, so, yeah, that's a little development, too, that you just see technology continue to move forward and trying to connect people. And that's honestly where money is. You know, we, you and I know that, that Absolutely. money is what drives the advancement. If there's not money in it, businesses are not putting time into it because if it doesn't make them money, it's a waste of their time. And so um, we are seeing, you know, money drives. And so clearly the, you know, Apple is seeing a money opportunity and, and uh, relationships, communication, COVID. Wow. Did that not open up the floodgate of communication apps and devices? Um, that definitely now, pushed them forward. Uh, yeah, yeah, in leaps and bounds, and you saw multiple different companies develop a meeting app. Um, like Microsoft Teams was barely heard of, and all of a sudden whoosh, it came flying out of nowhere. Same thing with Google Meet. Yeah, um, you know that all of a sudden comes flying out of there. Zoom really took over to start with, and everything else just kind of caught up. So, yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. As always. So one of the things that I think is interesting too, and we'll bring it kind of around to our main topic that mm-hmm. we want to discuss. And that is it. So my daughter's able to, in some sense, abide with her friends. Mm. And sometimes they're just playing and they're not really saying much, but they're, they're playing and they're doing different stuff. They give each other different yep. challenges. I mean, they, they're having fun, but some of that is, is dead time. And they're just, they're with each other. It's digital, but they're right. with each other. Right. And that's super important to them. And, um, I think for, for us, um, knowing that that value of, of spending time with God um, mm-hmm. and 
and you have dedicated time that needs to happen. But then the idea is that, hey, he's with us. So yeah. it's not like you all of a sudden you have to leave him in your prayer closet or, or at the church right. door. Right. I mean, he's, he's he with walks you. with you every right. day. And mm-hmm. that's what's, uh, what's so awesome. Yeah. All right. Shall we tackle our main point of why we're here today? Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and um, we have a, a massive list of ideas and it's an ever expanding list of ideas and topics to talk about. And uh, it's getting to a point where I'm like, holy cow, um, we've got like two years of episodes of That's ideas good. built up. And so it's kind of fun going, well, what do we want to talk about today? And um, as we prepared for today, you know, abiding over striving, we both, I think, resonated with us. Uh, for me, like I said last week, hearing a, a very, very well done, um, well communicated sermon from Spencer Sweeting, the pastor again at Alliance Church in um, Colorado Springs, uh, just brought the word. I mean, he just brought it and uh, powerful. God was moving and speaking. Um, and he spoke from, from John 15. And uh, I think before we talk about it, we got to kind of define what is abiding mean, what is striving mean. And so I'm looking here in my um, in my Bible here, John 15, and it says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing." that I cannot find a better def- definition of abiding. Yeah, it's good. Right there. That is the essence of abiding. Meaning the antithesis of it is you can do nothing without abiding in me. It's, it's a, that, that's a that's a statement. And it's a sobering statement too. Mm-hmm. Um I look at my my life and my past especially but but even now I've got to watch it. You know, it's it's easy to to fall into well I'm going to take care of this and I'm going to do this and it's all of a sudden it's my thoughts, it's my mm-hmm. design, it's my uh work and striving to get things done. And uh you know, I might be working in the context of yeah, either ministry here at this church right. or you know, at my job or whatever and in my my I'm looking at the the task that needs to get done and, yeah. and but I'm I'm losing sight of the person that's driving that. Mm. Um that desire to do that, yeah, and uh, and really not consulting with him mm. about, yep. what's what's my part and what's your plan is for this, thing. yeah, and um, so it's a constant thing that, I, that you know I I'm not sanctified I guess in that part of mm-hmm. my life yet, yeah, but it is something that's super important. I, one thing I, I would say that I've I've thought about a little bit here, and, and that is so what causes us to to step out of that place of abiding, mm. and. The first one that's that's uh, should be a natural thing for us to think about is any kind of uh, disobedient sin. You know, if we're engaging yeah. in sin, that's an automatic separation yeah. from uh, God's will in our lives and yeah. what we want to be doing. Totally. Uh, God doesn't leave us, yeah. but it, all of a sudden we have a, a, something that's in the way of what yeah. needs to be dealt with. So to the extent that we can address those things, humbly agree with God's uh, assessment of what's going on with that, with that part of our life yeah. and, and our disobedience, our lack of, um, I guess, uh, sanctification mm-hmm. and holiness in that area, 
and repent and say, God, I need your help. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Please, you know, change my mind about these. Renew my mind. Renew my actions. Right. Bring me back into the fold. I want to be back in that direct con- connection with you. Yeah. Um, super important. And I've I've done it in the past, and, and it's something I, you know, I hope that I'll, I'll be continue to do better. And that is, when there's a sinful activity that I, like, yeah, yeah, Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. poking on me and something. I, I quickly repent. I quickly right. come to the cross. I quickly uh, agree with his assessment of things um, and humbly ask for, for forgiveness and, yeah. and uh, for him to change me so I can I can continue to walk in that. Um, there's times where I'm stubborn, and I don't, I don't want to agree with that. Right. I feel justified in what I did. Yeah. Well, and I mean, so the, the whole, our, our core value that we have as part of our podcast, right, yeah. is this idea of moving, right, accomplishing, moving onward in our daily walk and moving upward in our relationship with God. Um, I think it's important to know, and that's why, you know, for me, I'm like, this is such a great episode to have early on in this season, um, as we hope to have many episodes after this. Sure. Onward and Upward podcast our core value there is subservient to this truth that we are incapable of moving onward in our daily walk and moving upward in our relationship with Christ. If we do not first abide in Christ. And as I said earlier, that, that I struggle as you were just saying for that to come first. And unfortunately for me, there are times where striving definitely is winning out the day and then you come to the end of yourself and God convicts you and you're like I was doing this apart from you I was doing it in your name and for your glory but I was doing it on my own yeah sobering my intention was good my my plan was good yet I was doing it alone and I think that's really where the rubber meets the road and I I would never want what we're doing here to become the number one thing over this basic, simple truth. And basic doesn't mean um, less than. It actually, in this way, is like the most important that we would abide in Him in all things and let that overflow and produce this, what we're doing here, and the, and the goal of this, which is to help people move onward in their in their walk um move upward in their faith right um but well, it's a but it cannot thing. win the day no abiding has to win or we will fail i don't know it's just well so um one of the things that I'm, i've just started a little bit of a journey on and that is trying to do a better job of hearing from god mm-hmm. and getting uh his instructions mm-hmm. not only for the big decisions in life, but even just the day-to-day stuff, you know? Yeah. What is God saying about Thursday? Right. What, you know, what is on his agenda for my life, not yeah. what's on my agenda? Yeah. And um, so much we talk about prayer and we think about prayer. We, we think about actively talking to God, which is a super important part of right. prayer. But just as a big of a part of that is quietly waiting on the Lord mm-hmm. and expecting him to respond to us, whether it be in our thoughts, yeah. through scripture, uh, I'm not opposed to saying that God speaks audibly to some people, and that yep. certainly can 100% be. 100% He can. You know, yep. gives us dreams and visions, and all, all yep. those things are ways that He wants to communicate. And yeah. to think that God, who calls Himself the Word, is not communicating is uh, a little baffling to me. I think He's but, communicating right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we got to be 
in a position where we're listening. Yeah. And part of me, that's a, that's a key so component abiding. of abiding yeah. is listening. Yeah. Abiding gives opportunity for us to hear. Right. Um, to be still and know that I am, that I am God. Right. Like we have to be willing to abide and make it a priority. It's not even like a, I guess, fine. Right. Like, but <laughs> to, to crave it. Right. Uh, one of the, one of the quotes, um, Spencer Sweeting had, um, he said, the majority of our distractions and divisions would not exist if we were com- if we were as committed to abiding as we were to sending mm-hmm. and sending that word, right? An action word. So right. I just, I tweak a little bit to say striving. I, yeah. I, I would supplement that word right there. Yeah. Um, Same idea. We were as committed to abiding as we were to mm-hmm. striving. I mean, how often do we talk about, hey, just relax and abide in Christ rarely we're like no man go do this or have you thought about doing this or have you thought about changing this to get this like it's always this striving thing man i don't want to i want to be a pastor that if you come to me my first thing and and i struggle with this sometimes i'm not amazing at it Mm -hmm. but have you spent time with god on this issue yet like really spent time this is clearly an issue that's been bothering you or you know causing issues yeah. have you spent time to abide in christ specifically and intentionally to hear from him for this mm-hmm. now he may you know you may gain understanding in a variety of different things as you abide in him and, and you will and you should but are we talking about that or are we going hey here's a five-step plan for you to conquer this issue um i think often that's what it ends up being mm-hmm. and we do a disservice to the people around us that we minister to and to ourselves. Cause that not only is giving them bad advice, the advice might be really good, sure, but it, it could be out of order, out of place with mm-hmm. the thing that needs to happen first, which is abiding in Christ. But it also cements in our mind, what we're going to do, right? If I give that advice where my, my advice isn't to first abide, but actually first to strive, what am I going to have as a habit in my own life? Exactly. It's to strive first. Yep. And uh, yeah, I can I can tell you that this passage in John 15 has lived itself out in my life in a variety of ways. Um, unfortunately, many negative where I go, which is turned positive, where I come face to face of, I was doing this under my own understanding or my own ability, and I was not abiding in him first. And if we did that, I may have not even done what I did, or I may have done it differently, or what, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a scary place to be, to yeah. be absolutely alone out on a plank. It's a completely different feeling to be with God and no one else out on a plank. You still have a sense of, of security, of um, courage to be completely out on your own, out on this plank, you know, going, hey this is what we're going to do is a completely different feeling than having God right there with you. Yeah. Cause you know, at that point, God is the one that's, that's taking you through that, that he's the one leading not not you. Um, yeah. And I think so the, there's a couple of things that come to mind too. And, and scripture says, you know, and, and, and Jesus said several times in his ministry, seek first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. All this other stuff's going to be added to you. Yeah. So, Everything that you're striving for mm-hmm. is there because I, as the, the, your good heavenly father, want to yeah. give things, but it 
it needs to come from an outflow of you seeking yeah. me and our friendship, our relationship, yeah. our father-son, father-daughter relationship, yeah. and us growing together. And, and let me hand these things off to you at, in the right timing, in the right, right way, with the right right kind of circumstances to not only glorify him, yeah. but to be giving us the most kind of uh, significance and, and positive results as well. So... Well, and we it's can have the greatest intention. Kingdom. Yeah, we can have the greatest intention when we're striving. Yet yep. the scripture is clearly saying, "Yeah, your intention is to do the right thing." That's what I'm saying. Like yep. my intention is to glorify God. To no, serve it's him. not a bad intention. But if I'm not abiding first, I'm denying what God has designed and called me to be. In the end, that intention ends up getting turned around. It's for me instead of it's really for Him. Because if it was for Him, it would have been. It would have been me going to him first, going, what do you want? Instead, it's me going, oh, I think this is the best way. And uh, God, this is this is going to be great for you. <laughs> right? Like, well, as I say that, I get a little squeamish. Like, yeah, like oh, uh, I would, uh, if Jesus was there, I would never say that right to his face. Like, I've got a great idea for you. I, no, hold on, Jesus. I got you know, this. Yeah. Like, that's great what you're <laughs> saying, but here's an idea for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's what we do in life. Yeah, that's that's exactly. what we do in life yeah, we, over we, and over again. We live that out exactly. That that's way. what I do in life yeah. over and over again. And I'm like, oh man, when I get confronted with it, the conviction I feel of uh, verse six. Okay. Just yep, anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Mm-hmm. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But... If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. People take that verse out of context so much. If we are truly remaining in him, what we want above all else is what he he wants. wants. Yep. And there this is, the is not saying you have a license to go, man, that Xbox I've been wanting. All right, I'm in you and your words remain in me. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but Seek how humble is kingdom? Mm-hmm. All you, that stuff. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. Mm-hmm. This brings great glory to my Father. If I am not abiding, I am not striving for Him. Mm-hmm. I'm actually striving for me. Right. It's about your glory, in some sense. Yeah, I heard this powerful quote the other day of, um, "If we find identity in something." greater than our identity in Christ, that is an idol. Yep. Ooh. That's a big horse pill to swallow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this come, that comes into play into this mm-hmm. is um, we start serving other things other than God and yep. put this Christian label on it. But if we are not abiding first, we are not striving with God's power and courage. We're striving under our own power. Um, and that's a man. That's a scary place. That's a scary place to be to a, to not be abiding in Christ and simply striving. You're gonna burn out. You're gonna end up all alone. What you are hoping to accomplish will wither and die. Um, those don't sound, those no, don't it's, sound it's, fun. It's bad. And so the other and thing, and it is, all started with a good intention, right? I think what's what's important to realize too is that. Jesus did not come and die on the cross so that we could do great ex- exploits for him apart from a relationship with him. Yeah. He died on the cross because he wanted to abide with us. Yeah, right. So why? who are we to say, no, I don't have time? 
Yeah. I, I don't really don't want to have that as part of my life. He literally died so that we could have communion so with, we him, could be with him, relationship with was, him. It was not so that we would be able to go to heaven and then do what? I mean, yeah. the point of heaven, and I'm sure heaven is awesome. There's a lot of things that we're going to be busy doing. But the point of heaven is that we are with him yeah. and we're with the Father. Yeah. We're with the Holy Spirit. We're, yeah. we're in their presence. Yeah. We're abiding yeah. Living, enjoying the each presence other's of God There's for a relationship eternity there. and the absence of sin for eternity. It's that's yep. the definition of heaven. So yep. we got to remember that it's not just something that another thing on the list that God wants us yeah. to do. It is the core reason that He came and died for us is because yeah. He wanted to have His family back and be in relationship with us. Mm. And we can't do that if we're not yeah. abiding. Now, see the other the other twist on this a little bit is the idea that. Um, we're, we're going to come to the end of ourselves one way or the other, mm. either through completely running out of gas, striving on our own way, and pretty yeah. soon we find ourselves at the dead end. Yeah, a fork in the end road. The, yeah, fork in the road or at the end of the plank, literally, yep. and there's nowhere to go yep. except for back to him. Yep. Or we can choose on the front side say, Lord, I choose to depend on you yeah. and to pursue you and to come, be, you know, to step out of the end of myself and to be in relationship with you mm. intentionally. And that's that's a totally different paradigm for mm. the average uh, person in North America. Yeah, it's Christian or non-Christian, we yeah. are very very independent people that don't want to yeah. intentionally be dependent on somebody else, yeah. even a perfect God who loves us perfectly. Yeah. Um, but it is the challenge of uh, our lifetime is with all the technology, all the resources, all the money. We're a rich society. Yeah. All the means that we have, are we going to choose that? Are because we can do it out of our own strength. Yeah. We 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 can. Yeah. But what God is looking for is hearts that are pursuing Him yeah. and intentionally, to his intentionally being dependent upon mm-hmm. His leading and His presence yeah. uh, and doing it His way. Yeah. And that's my challenge remain, personally. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain mm-hmm. in me. You can get a lot done. But is it fruit that blesses the Father? I, I dare say that there's, I don't know this for sure, but I, my gut feeling is there's there's probably church uh, ministries, I'll just say ministries mm-hmm. in general, across this nation that are that are well regarded and very successful. Mm-hmm. But what's driven that success is the uh, extreme capabilities of those that are leading it, and it's yeah. coming out of their efforts. They are certainly capable, and they are building something yeah. good for God. But uh, it may not be submitted to his mm. lordship in the way that it should be and maybe that's a, a scary thing to think about yeah but it is something that i think about in, in my daily you know activities is am i really submitting my mm. life to his lordship and his presence and, i'm so uh, glad I'm, you brought that you know, up um so i had a, a very unique conversation with harry our oldest he just turned five right and so he goes um we were talking about jesus uh two days ago and so last night um i got home from from basketball camp. It was like 8.30 or 9 or something like that. And uh, Tesh had let him stay up so I could say goodnight to him. And so I said goodnight to the younger boys and sent them on their way. And Harry was, I, I was going to say goodnight to him. And he goes, Dad, can we continue our conversation? He says it just like this. He even <laughs> folded his hands just like this. And he goes, Dad, can we con- can we continue our conversation about Jesus? Yeah, chip off the old block. I'm like, oh my gracious. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we can. What do you want to talk about? That's and funny. he was talking about following Jesus. Yeah. So I'm asking him questions. Well, why why should we follow Jesus? Why mm-hmm. why should we do His way over our right. way? And he looks at me matter of factly. He goes, He's perfect. 
I'm like, what do you mean? Well, he's perfect. His way is always going to be better than ours. He's perfect. He said, just, I'm like, oh my goodness, you're making me so happy right now. Um, <laughs> he gets it. So then I asked him, I said, so if we follow Jesus, what happens if, if we don't get what we want? Do we still follow Jesus? And again, he's like, yeah. I'm like, but you don't get what you want, though. Following Jesus means a lot of times we don't get what we want. Yeah, when we want it. Yeah. In the way that we want and it. And I said, so if something gets taken from you or you lose it, are you, do you still want to follow Jesus? He's like, yeah. Why? Why would you want to do yeah, that, yeah. right? I'm playing, you know, the other side yeah, of this going like, this, yeah. is, this is crazy. Why would you? Yeah. Like, I look at him like, what if, what if all your toys got taken away? Jesus allowed all your toys to be taken away. Would you still follow Jesus? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Why would you do that? You know? Yeah. And he goes, he's perfect. He knows. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. The, a five-year-old is interacting with this in a more mature way than I see other adults. It's like, oh, Lord, help me. This is so amazing and awesome. The humility right. that Harry, my little boy approached this subject now i can tell you for sure that he does not practice that humility every day all day um and if a brother you know where the rubber meets the road right oh, when yeah, his brothers yeah, take yeah. a toy away he's like yeah. that's my toy right so the uh the practical application right the knowledge is there the understanding is there the practical rubber meets the road of living this out he's still working on duh he's yeah, five yeah exactly such a proud dad moment but for me my biggest takeaway was the the requirement of humility and requirement of surrender if we are to abide truly abide in christ and remain in him that means we are going to miss out or lose from a world's perspective not a not a not a godly perspective mm -hmm. or a christian's perspective but from a world's perspective we're going to miss out or we're going to lose we're not going to get a bunch of different things. Well, to me, that's the, I mean, it's, and that's it's a, a great, hard pill to swallow. Yeah, it's for a great many. story of the value of the simplicity mm -hmm. of the Christian faith. Yeah. Right. You and I like theological discussions. Yeah. We like to get deep in stuff, but the gospel is pretty straightforward. It is. God's perfect. Yeah. He loves us perfectly. And we're not perfect. Yeah. And we're not. And yet he wants to offer us mm -hmm. salvation in a way yeah. out of that imperfection yep. to be joined with him and, and, relationship with him yep. so he can give us his perfection. Yep. I always tell people and so following Christ and, and, and you want to have a relationship with Christ. It really, it comes down to declaring two things, mm -hmm. declaring him Lord of your life right. and your savior. Mm -hmm. And in that is this beautiful picture of him being our King, mm -hmm. our authority in everything, his word being our authority mm -hmm. in everything, surrendering all of our, opinions Whew. yeah i don't even know why i started with that one because that's such a big one i could unpack for for hours but surrendering our opinions surrendering our wants and desires to him as our king like there's so much there and declaring him our savior coming humbly and declaring we are in need right you can't declare someone your savior unless you come to simple you need uh, understanding that mm -hmm. you need saving that's right. Meaning, I can't do it on my own. Mm -hmm. I am not capable of doing this under my own power or knowledge or understanding. I am broken 
I need saving. And you are the only one that can save me. Yeah. And laying at his feet, all of that pride, all of that self-worth that we have wrapped up in all of these things that are going to fail us and saying my identity, my self-worth, all that I am is remaining in you. That's such a tough thing to do. And Harry's really close. These conversations were happening. It's like blowing me out of the water. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel bad saying it. I'm surprised. Um, in having these conversations this early, um, I, Tesha is saying that too. It was like, this, we talk about Jesus all the time. I am a pastor, and you know one of my biggest one of the deepest desires of my heart that I believe God has given me is that my children would follow Christ despite my faith. Right. And that sounds so backwards. It needs to be theirs. But especially as a pastor's kid. It needs to be their kids. Man, if you aren't going to follow Christ until you're 18 or until you're 30, then that, that needs to be your choice. But do not follow him simply because I do. Yeah. Follow him because you want to, because this is your life choice. And that's a scary thing to do for me. And I'm not taking what the Bible teaches, and I totally agree that that there is a huge piece to generational faith. Proverbs talks about Absolutely. raising up a child in the way he should go, and he won't depart from it, right? Those are all good. And by the way, that's a, that's a, um, a should and not a for sure, right? That's not a factual... You do this and it'll happen. It's mm-hmm. you're setting them up, right? It's not but, some fair uh, formula that's so right. Can. Exactly, but so yeah, so th- we do have a huge impact, and we're going to do our part to present truth as convictingly as we can to live um, in a non-hypocritical way mm-hmm. and be honest when we fail. Be honest when when God is succeeding, um, and to show that in the most authentic way possible. But at the end of the day. I don't want it to be my faith that he clings to because that will, I will fail him. Mm-hmm. I have failed him already in different things yep. and had to apologize. Right. Yep. I want him to always see that. And um, man, what an, for me, it was just an amazing thing of I'm watching my kid in some ways capture this idea of abiding in Christ mm-hmm. better than me. Mm-hmm. Huh. But that really should be all of our goals is we, right. want, we want to see our kids advance further in their faith earlier yeah. in their life, yeah. be walking with the Lord at a higher level totally, than we are. Totally. I'd, I'd rather never be able to catch up to my son and my daughter. Yeah. Now, I want to be there as well with them, but yeah. but the more that they can be abiding in Christ and living out their, yeah. their faith with them, the better. Even if they go zooming past me, yeah. good. Let it happen. <laughs> Abiding, abiding in Christ over striving, abiding over striving. It's a choice, right? That's a choice. So our worship ministry, that's one of our big core values among others, like serving over performing Mm -hmm. um, is another big one. Um, But abiding over striving, it's a choice. It's a choice we make. It's a choice we make every day, multiple times a day. Are we going to abide in him and seek his face, seek his understanding, his lead, his direction, his heart? Oh my goodness. Um, another one of, um, Spencer, as he was preaching on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. he's talking about social media and how people just like, um, throw their opinions out there. 
And again, back to his other quote, right, of the majority of our distraction divisions would not exist if we were as committed to abiding as we were to striving. Again, I substitute sending with striving. Right. Same thing. Same, same idea. Um, Right, he goes, calm down, brave heart. <laughs> you ain't ju- you ain't Jesus flipping tables, yeah. right? You're just being a jerk. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, like you nailed it. Like if we were abiding yeah. in Christ rather than being keyboard warriors, if we were abiding in Him, and that's why I said that earlier, and it, it almost got me choked up. Surrendering our opinions, yeah, opinions. Right, I gotta say that again. opinions, not facts. Opinions. If we're abiding in Him, that means we are surrendering our opinions to Him. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but it's hard to be a jerk if we're acting on what God has called us to be. Yeah, it's hard to be brave heart, <laughs> flipping tables, being a jerk. Um, abiding, abiding in him. Yeah. Man, so would, it would save me so much trouble sometimes. What <laughs> a lot the, of times there's a few key things that, that popped to my mind too, about, you know, how, how do you know when you're, you've, you've stepped out of that place of mm-hmm. abiding with God? Well, one mm-hmm. of them is if you become critical and judgmental yeah, and you're frustrated and your, um, your focus is, is definitely on your circumstances or right. what's going on or the workload that you got coming up or, right. you know, whatever, it, if your focus is not on the bigger picture and with him, mm-hmm. it, it's a pretty simple reframe. Yeah. Get back into, you know, that, that understanding, okay, I'm going to invite you back into consciously being, being present with right. me and being aware that, uh, you know, you're here and I need to be talking about this stuff. Yeah. Cause it, it, it is going to, you know, cool your jets a little bit. Well, it needs to happen. That yeah. needs to happen. Uh, you had Exodus 33 prepared Yeah, and I would well. just encourage folks to go ahead and read through the whole chapter. I'm not going to do that. There's, there's, um, a, there's a lot yeah, there. Yeah, we've, we've covered a lot of this. But one of the things that stri- strikes me, and, it, and part of, of this is uh, God is giving Moses instruction, and mm-hmm. Moses is setting up the tent of meeting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not only did God the Father send the Son to mm-hmm. die on the cross so he can abide with us, yeah. that was his intent with, with his children, uh, yeah. with Israel, is that right. he wanted to abide in their presence and be there, mm-hmm. and he wanted a nation of priests. Yeah. Yeah. That was his intent. That's what, yeah. what he wanted. Now, obviously, he's wise and, and, and all-knowing, and so he knew that wasn't going to be accepted by them, and they were going to do what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. But his desire was to have a family of his own yeah. and to be with them, yeah. and that's why he wanted to be in the tent of meeting mm-hmm. in their presence. Yeah. And, uh, and Moses was one of the few guys that spent a lot of time face-to-face with God. Now, how yeah. awesome is that? Yeah. I mean, scary a little bit, like... More than a little bit. Yeah. But that's been God's desire from the beginning. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad that you added this, yeah. this uh, scriptural reference, because it does it does matter. Yeah. That it's, we're not just talking about yeah, Jesus. It's, and it's not just this New is the Testament. Father, right. This is the this Father's the design, desire. The design from the beginning, from yep. the very beginning. Yep. That he has called us, asked us to abide in him. That is, And it's not that far-fetched of an idea. No. That the created would abide in the design of the creator. Yeah. Why? Because the creator... That was the reason. ...designed it that way. That's right. And when we do it our own way... Yeah. Shocker, okay? Shocker here. It doesn't go very well. When you go back to the the Garden of Eden, before Adam and Eve sinned, Mm -hmm. they walked in the cool of the day Mm -hmm. with God himself. Yeah. In the garden. Yeah. They were abiding. They were in his presence. That was the whole purpose. Yeah. And, um, and that was lost, uh, yeah. when they, they disobeyed him. So, um, and he's been, and, and we're still in the arc of history 
regaining that that perspective and what's awesome mm-hmm. for you and I that now live in the church age we have the Holy Spirit with us yeah we have access to abiding with him that uh, yeah. was lost back then and um, it's an encouragement to, for us to continue to pursue that directly yeah um, one of the other things I was thinking about too is that one of the ways that we can uh, better abide in him and in his word is to to meditate on his word yeah and so uh this is not something that i just don't naturally memorize things very well um yeah we were just talking about that a yep. little bit but i i think taking taking you know scripture that that uh is relevant to us in a particular season of mm-hmm. our life and meditating on that thinking about it trying to memorize it put it on a flashcard mm-hmm. you know put it in, a, mm-hmm. in an app in your phone that pops up as a reminder meditate be thinking about it mm-hmm. ask god for revelation about yeah. that uh, throughout the day, and, and that's definitely one great avenue for uh, abiding. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you can continue to read the the whole chapter, chapter 15. Um, you know, verse 9, it, it goes, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain mm-hmm. in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments yep. and remain in His love, right? It, you want to abide in Christ? Do what He's asked you to do. Some of it's not a, it's not a shocker. He's calling you to follow his commandments, follow, right? Like when Jesus came, he said, "I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law." Meaning, no, those were those were good, but if you're simply following the law and not me, you missed it, right? Another right. great way of saying is, um, you know, the law is like a mirror. It's meant to show you. It's not meant to fix right. or remedy. It isn't the cleansing water. Mm-hmm. It is simply there to show you what's going on, right? Another great That's way. Right. Uh, following the law and, and expecting the law to change you is like someone with spinach in their teeth going up to a mirror, seeing the spinach, and grabbing the mirror off the wall and using it to pick your teeth, right? Like anyone who did that, like just imagine that somebody sitting there and going, uh, oh, do I have something in my teeth? And then grabbing the mirror off the wall <laughs> and starting to pick your teeth, you'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, we do that every day. Mm-hmm. We we try to measure ourselves up to the law, and that was never the intention. The intention wasn't to measure ourselves to the law. We will always fall short of that. The point of us is to realize that simple fact and, again, come to Christ and say, I need you because it is impossible for me to measure up to your perfect law. And the only yeah. way, the only way, that I can be saved and that I can be cleansed is by your blood, which you shed on the cross. And now I can have a relationship with you as you abide with me and I abide in you and you live in me right. and you move and you work. Right. So, just, so to take that mirror analogy, to the next step yeah. is that, mm-hmm. so we're standing there, we're looking at the mirror. We, we realize we got some issues. Yep. Um, a different way, a picture of abiding in Christ is saying, mm-hmm. hey, hey Christ, I'm going to submit to you. Come over here. Yeah. And we actually step into him, and then when we look at the mirror, who do we see? Yeah. We see him. Yeah. And we trust him. When his goal is for us, for... F- we need to for, be sanctified as well. Yeah. But, for us to look more and more like him. Right. Mm-hmm. But, what, but, but that picture is us saying, okay, I'm not going to try to fix myself. Yeah. Jesus, you come here. I'm going to step into your presence, yeah. into who you are and everything yeah. you have for me. I'm going to trust you that when I look at the mirror, you're going to fix me to the point where I'm... Yeah, I'm like you. Well, yeah, and so, it's not going to be fun. That requires humility. Yep. It requires sacrifice. It requires surrender. Mm-hmm. Uh, it requires an endurance 
that Absolutely. only he can give you to to walk through those those times of life that are incredibly difficult and shape you and stretch you and um my goodness this is this is a topic that we we could we could talk for a yeah, lot longer on um i think the best way to wrap it up is simply put we have a choice in front of us every single day where we can abide yeah. in him first or we can strive and if we if we surrender and we say we choose jesus over everything, then we will choose to abide in Him for everything. Just as He said, there's no fruit apart from me, right? Remain in me and I in you. Um, such a convicting word. Um, I, I look forward to this. This topic is probably going to find its way yeah, you know, well, in our in our other episodes, um, just as multiple different subjects right. from other episodes found its way into this one. And again, as a podcast, as this thing that yes, we're having fun doing it. And yes, sure. it's a unique you know avenue to communicate and and love doing it. Our heart is that our core values moving onward in daily walk, right? Moving upward in our relationship with Christ. It's never that that goal, that core value is never to subvert the main goal before that, which is to abide. Um, I guess that's my hope for anyone listening and watching, um, that you would take stock of your life. And am I abiding in Christ? Am I spending time with him? Am I hearing from him and then moving? Or am I moving, hoping, uh, you know, I hope along the way I hear from you, you know, like, are we, are we abiding in him first Mm -hmm. and asking for his filling, asking for his courage, asking for, um, his guidance, wisdom, you know, ability to be compassionate. There's times that it's hard for us to be compassionate and that we can ask, we can go to him and go, I need uh, an extra heaping of compassion, an extra heaping of love. I'm struggling with that today. Um, yeah. And the beauty yeah. of it is, and striving is not bad. Can we say no, that no. before we close? It's, it's striving. It, it should just come as an outflow of abiding. It's a second thing. Yeah, it's not a, a second first thing. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to me, you know, the beauty of the Christian walk is that, you might be listening to this today and thinking, yeah, I've got to get some things squared away. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of our walk with Christ is that all it takes us is stopping and turning and say, God, thank you. In this moment right now, <laughs> I want to submit to you. I want to, yeah. I, I, I want a blank slate. I want to yeah. trust your blood covering over my sins. Yeah. Let's have a redo, a restart right yeah. now. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. We don't have to go and do this and that different penance and pay this. And I mean, it's a relationship that's yep. right now. Yep. Don't wait. Do it right now. Hit the reset button. Trust God. Yeah. The worst takeaway from this episode would be, okay, now I got to go do. No, 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 no. <laughs> Dude, please don't do that. Please don't get done with this going, all right, great points, guys. Now I got to go do. It's yeah. like, no, no, please, please, if you take anything away from this episode, submit. Yeah. listen to it and then go abide in Christ first. Mm-hmm. Please do not look at the mirror and start looking at things. Oh, yeah, I need to fix this. I need to fix this. Go spend time with your creator yep. first. Yeah. Let him show you. We live this life thinking we know. <laughs> we know what needs to be changed. This is where I stink. This is where I'm terrible. This is where I, I'm not measuring up. Yep. And No. You very well could be right. Probably but do you want to take that chance and go, I know better than, than the one who created me? No. Please, if you take anything away from this, go sp- go read John 15. Go study it. If you want to go do something because you're a red like me and you hear this and, and abiding is a struggle, 
Go abide in mm-hmm. Christ by reading John 15. Right. Go and read then it. listen. Go read it and spend time in prayer. Yeah. And hear from the one who has the greatest design. Mm-hmm. And it was, God wouldn't call you to abide in him if he was just going to ignore you. <laughs> right? He's called you to abide because right. he wants to meet with you. Mm-hmm. He wants to be with you. He wants to move and speak. Um, yeah, there's a big relationship between, between the two. And uh, thank you for mentioning that. Striving is not bad. Striving is no. good. But by his working, by his mm-hmm. guidance, his wisdom, not our own. Striving on our own will not produce fruit that blesses and glorifies the Father. It right. will bring oftentimes fruit that blesses or glorifies ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, remain humble, surrender to him, abide in him. It can be a hard thing to do. It can be a hard thing to remember to do. It can be a hard thing to choose to do, even when you're confronted with the opportunity to abide in him. Um, But how much sweeter it is to live a life abiding in him. I'm watching, like I said, my sons interact with this idea, and and to some extent, they get it better than I do. Um, I'm I'm humbled at that. I'm just... Now, again, I watch them, and they definitely struggle <laughs> with it, the same as everyone else, right? Um, when someone gets taken from you, you're not as usually very happy. Are you abiding in Christ first? Before I go and react, before I go give mm-hmm. my opinion, before I go, oh, you know, abide. Abide in Him before everything, mm-hmm. during everything, after everything. Absolutely. Abide in Him. What a challenge. What a challenge for me. I'm glad that we spent time talking about this. I don't know if you have any closing remarks, but... No, um, just, uh, I guess the only thing I would, would say is that uh, I feel challenged from today. Oh, yeah. And uh, I would expect that uh, God's happy that we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing I, I think that's encouraging for us is it is summertime right now. Yeah. And so um, some people's schedules get crazy in summer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's that isn't somewhat crazy. Can but, sympathize. Mm-hmm. But at least... Um, you know, weather's nice, and I would encourage you to get out in nature and pursue God a little bit yeah. this week. Yeah. As always, please like, please comment, please share this podcast. Absolutely. That's not for us or our sake. Our hope of doing this, obviously, is to reach people. And the more that people interact with it, the more people it'll reach, the more people are given the opportunity to interact Absolutely. with it. Hopefully be encouraged, be given hope, love, joy. That can't come from Ben or I. Nope. It cannot. It can only come from Jesus. Um, and we hope that people see and hear him through these conversations we have. We do have some fun. Um, and we talk about what's going on in the world, but mainly we want to bring God's word to the forefront. And uh, we want to move onward in our daily walk, upward in our walk with the Lord. Um, onwards and upwards we go day after day. And uh, yep. not always easy, but what a, what, a, what a worthy challenge to put before ourselves every day single day. Till next time. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for episode five, abiding over striving. And uh, we'll see you next time.